This is Steve Downs, the voice of Master Chief, and you're listening to Podcast Unlocked, the world's number one Xbox podcast. Now, finish this fight. Podcast Unlocked. Of the modern and lads. What Jeez. is going? <laughs> I did not expect that. At all. I also, I was slightly uh, thrown off because right when you were counting down, I heard someone sneeze outside the door. <laughs> I'm just trying to keep you guys on your toes every week. Jeez. It's working. I skipped coffee this morning because I was like, I just no caffeine. I was over caffeinated yesterday. Yeah. Take it easy. Water. No, nah, I need caffeine now. That woke <laughs> me up. And I'm like, I just feel bad now. <laughs> Uh, this is Podcast Unlocked, the world's number one Xbox podcast, occasionally veering into other random topics, but only for brief moments. Yeah. I'm Ryan McCaffrey. That's Mitch Dyer hey. rocking the uh, Star Wars space fighting is so good. jacket. From a distance yesterday, I thought there were dinosaurs all over it. Turns That'd out be a those are spaceships. Too. Yeah. Marty Sleva rocking the cardigans. Yes. The Marty. I'm real, real, real yeah. comfy. It's fitting you're wearing that, Mitch. I just came back from Disneyland. Oh, man. The new owners of uh, Disney, the new you owners of Star, Star Wars. You got to Star Wars Land yet? It's it, they announced it and then like it's the Disney magic. It was it was there. Yeah. It was suddenly just it was there. Like the, it was like the Sega Saturn. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, announced that it's out what? now. <laughs> Toontown was just gone in a just a vapor of rubble and and, yeah. and haunted nightmares. Yeah, what are they are they building Star Wars Land just like in the parking lot or are they uh, not uh, down? I think no. so I all I could find out, because I, I found out about it on Twitter, like while waiting mm-hmm. for a ride, and I was like, oh cool, Star Wars Land, and I'm literally here right now. Yeah. Uh, is I couldn't find any definitive proof, but it does appear that it will be they're gonna raise Toontown and then like I guess there's some more a bit more room out oh, back even yeah. as yeah. well to go even farther with huh. it. Yeah, because it's gonna be in Anaheim and Orlando. Yeah, yeah, both of them fourteen acres, so it's probably the exact same thing. And Orlando sounds like An Orlando from yeah. Dark Souls. That was real dumb. <laughs> that was real dumb. And Orlando Blue. <laughs> Ryan, how was Disneyland? <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. Have you guys ever been? Yeah. yeah, I went recently for the first time. That's mm-hmm. right. I, you, yeah. you and your girlfriend went. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I love that place. I got to say, I hadn't so been good. in 12 years. And so it's my, my first time going as a dad with mm-hmm. our four-year-old. And I've always loved it. I, pro- I think I was around nine or ten the first time I went since she's four and... Uh, it's, yeah, I've gone sort of, I went in, again in my teenage years, again, right after like early 20, and that was, last time was early 20s, and I just, I've loved it every step yeah. of the way, and I still do, and now seeing seeing my kid get into it. Was it always Disneyland, or did you go when, to Disney World when you were on the East Coast? I went, uh, went to Disney World once, mm-hmm. we did a family trip, I was, uh, 15. Okay. My sister would have been a few years younger, because she's a little younger, so, uh, yeah, done Disney World mm-hmm. once, which the... The parks, from what I recall, are about the same, but Disney World has like the Epcot and the, Epcot and yeah. the zoo and the MGM. MGM, mm-hmm. although there's some of the stuff from MGM is now worked into Disneyland. California, oh, Adventure, California Adventure, which is right. right next door oh, yeah, to Disneyland. The way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tower of Terror is really good because they have that at MGM yep, yep, in yep. Florida. And I'm so excited. Uh, we're going to Tokyo for Tokyo Game Show. And You're going to do Tokyo Disney? Yeah, we yep. went last year. And it. it was just like that was my first ever Disney experience was Tokyo Disney Sea. <laughs> that was, place is real. Weird. Oh, Disney Sea is so good. There's like, Disneyland at Disney Sea. Yeah, there. Disneyland has like a lot of the same stuff as California, but Sea has a bunch of stuff that's not anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Phenomenal. Yeah. I can't wait to go back. We're staying near Disney, so we're like going to 
get some drinks at the bar and go outside and go to Disneyland. Yep, that's great. So mm-hmm. excited. But yeah, if you've never gone, oh, go. It's yeah. it's so good. It's always I cool. Mean, it's, I've heard a lot of game designers too, like level designers in particular, say like Disneyland is the example of a perfectly designed level. Like people have drawn inspiration for like right. how you can always yeah. see you can at any point you can see at least a piece of everything. Yeah. yeah. And so it's always that like, oh, I can see the top of Splash Mountain there. Yes. Like, oh, I can see the castle over there. And it's sort of like it's always like sort of baiting you to go somewhere in you know, this really interesting way. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I ran into routes going everywhere. Yep. I ran into a programmer <clears throat> from uh, from Obsidian there too, oh, which nice. I don't know him and he didn't like he he weirdly tweeted me later like did I just bump into you at Disneyland because I just he was wearing an Obsidian oh, shirt yeah. so I'm like you have to be a dev they're sure. they're located in Orange County yeah, yeah. yeah. so I just I was just like you know because too often our world is too negative and I know yeah. I, I always make makes me feel good when fans IGN readers come up and say hey I love what you guys yeah. do so I just was like Hey, you guys are a great dev. Thanks for being awesome. Yeah. He was kind of, I think he was kind of like, what just <laughs> what happened? do I do? Is this how, is this how I die? <laughs> and then he, and then it, I get he. What's weird is uh, he rec- he must have he said he recognized my voice and went because he was a programmer oh, on South Park, which I reviewed. Oh. So he probably heard the video, video review. review. That's wow. really like, weird. Small That's world. Totally like, strange. That's awesome. Strange, but uh, I, you know who I ran into at Disneyland totally randomly when I went. Mm. Per Schneider. Whoa, <laughs> big boss in, man. Boss yeah, man. I was in line for somewhere, and I thought I heard somebody very far away call my name, and I turned around, <laughs> and Pear was there oblivious. And I was like, Pear? And he turned around, and he's like, what? Oh, hey. And I was like, this is weird that I turned around hearing my name, but it wasn't you. <laughs> like, I'm just hallucinating, and I see my boss. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> anyway, odd. Yeah. yeah, go to Disneyland. If you totally. Go out of your way. It's so good. It's it's, so... Disneyland and Tokyo are the two things in the world where I'm like, go into debt to do it. Like, right. <laughs> do what you got to do, man. It's so worth it. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the the memories you will come back with are yeah. are phenomenal. It yeah. really it really is a fun place. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, we're gonna have a fun show. We are. Destin's not here. Yeah, Destin and Finnegan are currently watching the Destiny live stream. They're too busy watching Destiny to to do a show with us. Destiny's so, you ruining know this family. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. At least I remembered. And you know what? In Destin's place, the Dookie. The Dookie is, is sitting in on the you show. You know, it's this appropriate week. that the Dookie is here. Destin is not, because it will never be his. <laughs> <laughs> Talking trash without him even That's here. That's amazing. The Dookie trophy will go at the end of the year, every year. To whichever uh, podcast unlocked cast member has the highest unlock block trivia score. Well, I know the answer Mitch this with week. A, Mitch with a one point Do lead you? right now. Yeah, I listened to the podcast. See, Damn. we'll get to it. <laughs> we'll get to it. Damn. Uh, for uh, for now, though, let's come right back, and then we'll kick off with some Halo Five news. IGN's number one Xbox podcast, the podcast unlock presents. Let's talk a little news. Mm-hmm. Started off with uh, not the happiest news. No. It was the opposite of Disneyland. Yeah, pretty much. Halo 5's not going to ship with big team battle mode. What? <laughs> <laughs> that, you know, the 16-player thing that we've been playing since Halo 1, One yeah, in every yeah. mainline the Halo thing game that ever. that honestly defines Halo multiplayer. The thing that I associate with <laughs> Halo multiplayer, like, this is what I think of. Yeah. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I mean, so it's coming later as mm-hmm. free DLC. But and I'm, I'm not I'm not upset about this. Sure, I'm just course. like a little sad. Yeah, I'm yeah. a little sad. And I mean the devil's advocate thing. And the reason they're doing it is like, okay, listen, we have Warzone. It kind of is just big team battle. 
but with more stuff in it. Like, it's a big team battle where you can get different weapons at will, and you can summon vehicles at Mm -hmm. will, and there are little objectives along the way. But if, I don't know, I guess if you really want that team deathmatch focused vehicular combat, it sucks that it's not there. But I like Warzone a lot. I do like Warzone, Mm but are you so. I cannot do 16 player capture the flag when this game launches. (laughs) True. Yeah. Yeah. When. Halo is defined by blood like gulch. Blood, I was just about to say, <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking red versus blue, blood gulch. Like that <laughs> yeah. is that's what it's, Halo yeah, multiplayer is. Again, not, I'm not going to hate on this, but boy, yeah. is it does it make me a little sad inside? Because I mean, the, the, uh, for all we know, the update could come a week later. Yeah, this was, could be a thing sure. where it's they had their set in stone release date, mm-hmm. and they went, okay, well, we can't ship. A broken mess again, like with Master yeah. Chief Collection. Otherwise, <laughs> yeah, good part. Our series is dead. So, what what do we choose to to cut yeah, here yeah. and push off till later? And okay, big team battle. So that, Mitch, I think your point is dead on. Of let's this it, it let's it's sort of a uh, double benefit for them, right? Yeah. Like okay, well we can get the game out on time. And also nudge people into trying our new super cool. And game also mode. you get another like uh, sort of. Promotional push a week, a month. That's yeah, like later when battles this is back in Halo. 5. Yeah, like, like I think a, a big thing's going to be thing. yeah the time frame when this does come back. Like, is this going to be in November? Is this going to be before Christmas? Like, right. well, I imagine a lot of like pe- a Blood Gulch remake. Yeah, for DLC yeah. maps. They would be wise to if I, I mean, who knows what their plan is? But from a and or what's even realistic? Like mm-hmm. maybe it's maybe it's four months behind. Yeah, this yeah, maybe, maybe it's, it's maybe it's twenty sixteen. Yeah, but I would drop this like the day or day before Battlefront comes out in case you get people you know what I mean like okay I've been playing Halo 5 I bought it cool like ooh Battlefront's coming I think I'm gonna switch to that oh Big Team Battle's back oh Big Team Battle's back yeah Yeah, totally I'm not gonna leave just yet it'd be a good time for like the first big map push too like drop a couple three maps or something like that just Mm -hmm. to kind of which we already know are free yeah Yeah. which is great because I mean you can have these releases that these new maps might almost be tailored for Big Team Battle in a way like I don't know how well the existing maps in Halo 5 are going to be tailored for that, given that Warzone is the focus. It is focused on the objective stuff. Mm-hmm. And the messed up thing is, like, in my mind, when they announced Warzone, I didn't realize it until they said Big Team Battle's not coming back. I just assumed that Warzone was Big Team Battle. Like, mm. I just... And it, it didn't it, occur to me that, like, oh, I just thought Big Team Battle wasn't coming. Yeah. Except it's, of course, not Big Team Battle. I mean, it's, you know... Sure. It, if you want to play without the requisition points yep. and buying vehicles and right. weapons, if you just want to play a classic, like sort a big of vanilla Halo, Halo multiplayer, multiplayer. Yeah. You, it, not that, a pejorative. That sense. is yeah. sure. not here. Yeah. Um, it's also like what competitive Halo is, is not requisition packs and not objectives, right. yep. and it's like, it is deathmatch stuff. Yeah. I mean, my one legitimate concern with this hmm. is that if this is something that they've chosen to deprioritize, because that's, I mean... Again, not to put a not putting a negative spin on it, mm-hmm. but that's reality. Yeah. This is clearly, totally. obviously, not as high a priority Making as Arena and Warzone. Yeah. Will any of the maps be big team battle friendly for when it does come, or are they? Are we going to have a bunch of fairly pretty small maps mm-hmm. for Arena, like the what five, six we saw over the course of the beta? beta. Or and then are the rest are the rest going to be huge Warzone maps yeah. suited for twenty four players and AI? Yeah. So that's my one legitimate concern with this. Yeah, honestly. I would imagine that the maps like the, the Warzone map you and I played was big and it had a lot of really cool places for good vehicles. And if you just remove the objectives, works pretty well for big team battle. Like three choke Probably. points for anyone who gets out of a vehicle. Probably. Lots of routes for 
ground uh, vehicles and then lots of airspace. But we don't know the re- what the rest of the maps in the game look right. like. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's my only concern. But yeah, uh, I mean, I definitely do see this as. Uh, you know, maybe removing folks who are working on this to ensure that when this launches, that it works. Prob- yes, like it has to. <laughs> yeah, big um, time. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and also I'm sort of I'm. We have another story about this later on, but I'm fine with uh, developers and publishers pushing things in order absolutely. to ensure quality. Yep. Um, every time. Yeah. Absolutely. Every time. Even though it sounds like we're complaining, I'm trying. I'm hopefully trying to make it very clear that we're not complaining. No. No. Absolutely. Analyzing. Not. It's a bummer, and- but it's going to be better for the game. Yes. Yeah. I'm sad, but not angry. Yeah, there's exactly. a different. There's yeah. a huge difference between <laughs> yeah. between frustrated and mm-hmm. and mad about it versus just oh, that's disappointing that mm-hmm. it won't. Also, it turns out uh, September, October, November, a lot of video games coming out. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> maybe one or two. Yeah, just a couple. One or two that could sell a couple of units. Mm-hmm. One of them is not Rise of the Tomb Raider because that's coming out in 2016. I'm gonna stand by that. <laughs> You're sticking stand, to it. Stand by You're that until. You're gonna film and Louise that yeah. car right <laughs> off the cliff, aren't you? <laughs> until the day we get into the office in early November, and I'm like, nope, still, still. like, hold it, just drive, Thelma. Woo! 2016. <laughs> and then it'll be like the uh, like Roadrunner Wiley Coyote, where you just hear see the little like puff, <laughs> yeah. puff on the ground. <laughs> oh man, I love you. <laughs> Uh more, more, uh, t- more anger being resolved here. Yeah. Speaking of tales from the Gearbox, <laughs> so you may recall that Gearbox bought Randy Pitchford, mm-hmm. who is of course owner of Gearbox, co-owner, bought the Duke Nukem IP outright when 3D Realms could not get that game out, could not get Duke Nukem Forever done. Randy came in, all right, I'm buying this mm-hmm. and I'm finishing it and putting it out. Because he, of course, started his career in the video game industry as a level designer on Duke Nukem at yep. 3D Realms. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I love the fact that he was able to go back and own it. I think that's great. Mm-hmm. I think there's probably nobody better to own that than than someone who's who it clearly means that much to him. Yeah. So they they agree to partner up with the now former owners, 3D Realms, and they were making some game called Bombshell which was loosely tied in, mm-hmm. but not to Duke. And then 3D Realms was like, hey, no, we can totally use this. And Gearbox was like, no, we, we bought it. This. I don't, yeah. what, what are you saying? And uh, so it finally just settled. It was a mediated settlement. They'd gone to court. Gearbox had sued them. Yeah. So, hey, we bought that. F you. Yeah. Here's have some lawyers. So have they, some <laughs> lawyers. <laughs> They uh, sit, they had a mediated settlement, and Gearbox has been declared the quote full and rightful owner yeah. of the Duke Nukem IP. Three, the 3D Realm statement. If you go read this new story in IGN, the 3D Realm statement, it sort of plays out there like, yeah, we just decided to do what's best for Duke, and we think it's best with just one parent. <laughs> wow. And I, I'm imagining that statement with like a gun to the head directly <laughs> off frame, like like in uh, like in the Dark Knight when yeah. the newscast when yeah. Joker has the newscaster <laughs> and he's making him read yeah. the thing of. Yep. <laughs> Um, yeah, this is interesting, though. I'm curious to see what comes of this because, I mean, we know Battleborn is currently uh, the focus right. at Gearbox and then slow pre-production on Borderlands 3. Yeah, they, they've teased it a couple times. Yeah, and then we had the Brothers in Arms story that we talked about a month ago right. or so. so um, that's laying low. I mean, that's a big studio, but um, yeah, I'd be curious to see what a 20, you know, what this generation of a Duke game would be. And he... T- Randy teased it when he first bought it as, oh, like, well, there was the rumor that there was a Duke Begins, yeah. like, project in the works where, you know, it's, 
I don't think it was a reboot, more but a but kind of an origin story riffing mm-hmm. on uh, again the Batman thing. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why they keep naming naming Duke Nukem games after the Batman, Batman movies. <laughs> Duke Nukem and Robin. <laughs> <laughs> Bringing back the Marty yeah. Marty. <laughs> <laughs> But man, I'll tell you what, I if this project ever comes to fruition, I would love to see Randy Pitchford step back into the project lead chair. Like as a creative. Yeah, as the creative director. You know, he's wow. been he doesn't really work on the games anymore in a in a sort of day to day capacity. Borderlands he runs one, the studio. I think was was that he had a, yeah, like a major so, right? creative role on one. Yeah. Um Yeah, that'd be, be interesting. But yeah, just because it's so near and dear to him, and he he bought it. Like I yeah. would love to see him, sort of. It's almost like the father passing it along to the son. Yeah, uh, the family business, as yeah, it were. Yeah. I'd like to see his take on it, and see exactly what he personally would do with the game. Yeah, I feel like if you could make a really interesting satire if the right person yes. handles the script. Uh, yeah. Whereas, like, you can't just do. The same thing you did in the '90s with strip clubs and lines from They Live. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, once once Rowdy Roddy Piper died, you can't you can't do They Live lines anymore. I really don't know what he I went to the king, baby. <laughs> I like I loved Duke so much as a kid, and now I've definitely outgrown it. And I just genuinely don't know what I would want from Duke Nukem now because I think the appeal of that game is the sort of the way it connects to somebody who's young and thinks that stuff is funny because it is when you're that young. But yeah. So I don't know, like if it's meant for me anymore. I would actually I see it a different way. For you know, the humor sort of was a a nice sort of perk with with the original Duke 3D. Right, it was totally a good shooter. But I for me, I I think where what Duke Nukem did and sort of stands for and what I would want to see out of it if it did come back was ex- just pushing the limits of interactivity in a shooter. You could do so you could interact with the world. Mm-hmm. To such degree, in for the time in 1996, with Duke 3D that didn't really end up paying off in forever. No, by the time it stuff came like out, getting a soda from a vending machine right. or like flushing yeah. a toilet. But I'd love to see sort of that be the thesis of of a design for a new Duke Duke game. Well, especially like a, with if you keep like level design in mind, like being able to change the environment by interacting with yes. it is really interesting. As opposed to I flushed a toilet and turned the sink on, right? And like that stuff's inconsequential. Inconsequential. So we want the Fulbright Company. To yeah. Make <laughs> oh my God. Well, you've just pointed out that they're yeah. busy, so maybe yeah. they yeah. find somebody to do After it Tacoma, for them. At Tacoma, at yeah. Tacoma, they can move straight up. <laughs> Steve Gainer taking a drastic tonal turn. There's no combat studio. in the new Duke Nukem game. I don't. It's Duke Begins. It's before he picks up a gun. He goes to his childhood home and he's reflecting on like and he's, the, and he's, the man he's become. He's yeah. He's a he's a struggling actor. Yeah. He has like, he's not taken yeah. up arms yet. The sexual awakening. I can combine all of this. <laughs> that would probably be the most surprising news story I would ever read. I can't think of a weirder. Unless it's like D- Genova Chen's Duke. Duke. Oh it's like the, the final scene. It's first person. It's, it's young Duke sitting at a desk and he's thinking about it. Hail to the <laughs> prince. <laughs> Strike through. Hail to the Duke. No, that's my name already. Steps through that. Hail to the Squire, oh, we're getting we're getting warmer. <laughs> I'm just imagining <laughs> your voice is just like you made me bleed my own blood. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hail to the king. There, I've got it. <laughs> Eureka. <laughs> I like this subdued dude. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's very, it's, it's before yeah. he's, it's like pre, it's like, remember when Barry Bonds was skinny and had a head the size of a normal human being? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like, so it's pre-Roids Duke. Yeah. Where he's, yeah. yeah so he's, even the voice is, is a little, you know, a little more subdued. Duke, Duke at college, he's like a poetry major. <laughs> He's like in drum circles. He's and in stuff. the drama. He's in the drama school. I don't drink. I practice abstinence. <laughs> he's straight edge. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! I would legitimately love all of this. Let's get tested before we get together, baby. Just to be on the same side. <laughs> She's like, that's not very cool, Duke. And just bounces. She's yeah. like, I'm out of here. <laughs> what kind of college party is this? It's like, but wait. I'm totally buying this, Duke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let me buy you a sparkling water <laughs> from the vending machine. <laughs> Let me buy you a vitamin water. <laughs> this is the Duke I want to. This is the Duke I can get by. Right, does Steve Gaynor listen to the show? Because he needs to start. Duke, He's not Duke we could uh, we could do this, Steve. Oh, we can, make we this can do this if we. Could. If we almost got that Blinks the Time Cat game based, uh, out of Kathy, <laughs> yeah. uh, that didn't work, but we can get this to happen. We Send had, all your tweets uh, to uh, Randy Pitchford and Steve Gaynor on yeah. Twitter. <laughs> yes. Let's make the marriage happen. Happy Ball Magic and Adful. Also, speaking of Randy Pitchford, you need to watch this video on our site. Uh, Richard Bear Park, who's one of our video wizards in the UK, is a magician. You might say he's a video wizard. He is a video wizard. And he uh, has a video with Randy Pitchford, who is also a magician, uh, at Gamescom, where the two of them have a magic off. And it is weird. So it's Zoolander <laughs> it is magic. <laughs> the two of them are doing, like, sleight of hand things, and I'm like, what is happening? How do you decide who wins? Yeah. No. I guess I should watch the video. Yeah. It's one of them. Randy just pulls out a wand and kills. <laughs> it's like, wait, that spell from Harry Potter is real. <laughs> Bear Park is like, uh, What's the what's the uh, Christian Bale Hugh Jackman movie? The Prestige. The Prestige. <laughs> it's the end of it's like the end of that movie. Like, it's just a pile Whoa. of bear parks. <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> a pile of bear parks. I don't know if that could spoil a movie. That's just a weird sentence that yeah, you understand it if you saw the movie, but if you didn't, I don't like a pile of bear parks. That's gonna be how I resolve every spoiler. And then you know, uh, the end of Game of Thrones, well, a pile of bear parks. <laughs> oh man. A red wedding, pile of bear parks. You think a pile of bear parks is still alive? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, what the hell uh, just happened? Uh, well, you can pile up the bodies in Rainbow Six. Destin's here in spirit, <laughs> but not for a lot, not for a while. No, a little bit of a delay. Rainbow Six Siege was mm-hmm. due to come out October thirteenth, right in the thick of the holiday <laughs> madness. Which is, you know, it's like, hey, big game, stake, yeah. staking your claim. All right, yeah. October thirteenth. Mm-hmm. That's Boom, we're going to beat Halo to the punch. We're going to beat Battlefront yep. to the punch. Beat Call of Duty. Uh, beat Call of Duty to the punch. Not anymore. Yep. They've delayed Rainbow... Ubisoft, not mm-hmm. they. Ubisoft has delayed Rainbow Six Siege about six weeks till December 1st. Interesting, yeah. Which is, of course, post-Black Friday, traditionally not a good thing yeah. for your game. Same day as Just Cause 3. Which is the other... Well, that and Hitman. We got, we got a few this year. I think Hitman's the next week. Yeah, but yes. we got a lot of games but in yeah, December. Yeah. December. Yeah, post-Black Friday. Yeah. So, uh, I... For, first of all, I just want to say I completely applaud this to your point yeah. earlier, Marty. Totally. Of For them, they, they're taking the time. I'm going to read you their statement in a second, mm-hmm. but before I get to the good stuff, I just want to say, like, yeah, sales-wise, like... I don't care, really, yeah. ultimately, but because it's not my money. But yeah, it seems like sales suicide. This yeah. is a hundred percent agree. Uh, mm-hmm. Far Cry Three is the one everybody always says. Well, Far Cry, th- Far Cry Three is one. Yeah, 
One exception. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it People is. People seem to forget that the 2008 Prince of Persia game that released in December was the there final was nail in the coffin. Guitar. I mean, yeah. granted, you could argue the whole music genre, but but Guitar Hero, of, I believe it was Van Halen, came out in uh, that <laughs> yeah. by then, and that tanked. And uh, yeah, December is there is an exception to that rule, and until more games come along, mm-hmm. it's still just an exception to what is a rule, which is don't ship your game after Black Friday. Yeah. But at the same time, love that they're doing the yeah, right thing I mean, by the game instead of shipping a, a broken mess that's would just be it, miserable. Ubisoft for all players. knows. I mean, last year with Unity, they took a, exactly they took a right. lot of shots on the jaw for releasing a game a couple weeks before they should have. And the other the other part like that makes this just besides the blanket statement of don't ship it after Black Friday, you are now shipping Rainbow Six Siege, a major fall first person shooter, after. Every single mm-hmm. other major shooter, which includes the Destiny expansion, Taken King, which is going to be huge, Black Ops 3, Halo 5, Battlefront. Yep. And probably one or two other shooters it's, I'm forgetting. Yeah, I mean, it, and it's, you do not, this fall, like, you do not want to be last across the finish line in a year that full of shooters right. that are already looking really they're good. They're just, there's, there are only so many shooter dollars to go around. Yeah. Like, are, do you really think that, I mean, I'm a huge first person shooter fan, but. There, if I if I dis, if I want to buy three of those, like I've probably bought three before December, before yeah, totally. before oh, yeah. Rainbow comes out. So that's tough. I mean, they do have their beta coming in September, so maybe that's sort of their strategy of okay, well we'll get the beta out there and try and convince people to wait and mm-hmm. buy our game if you have a limited budget. Yeah, but nevertheless, their motives are solid. I applaud them for doing the right thing by the game. This is yeah. their statement. Quote, this wasn't an easy decision, but based on feedback, based on the feedback we've received and based on our own internal tests, we felt there are adjustments and improvements we can make, including improving the co-op experience across all game modes, weapon and gadget balancing, as well as menu and nav- uh, interface navigation. We're taking a little more time to make these changes, and we <clears throat> think it's the right call. So that's a substantial list. It sounds like yeah. they must have had a major, major <clears throat> meeting with all the leads. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure they do those every week, oh, sure. if, if not every day at this yeah. point of the project. And they probably just said, we can't do it. And yeah. then they had to call Eve Gimo and be like, uh, are we all fired? And he's like, no, no problem. Was that French? Was that, I, gave, I, was, I gave up on I, it halfway through. I was like, <laughs> I wasn't sure, because no problem is a really quick phrase that I didn't know if you put an accent on it. Um, one of the, uh, yeah, I mean, part of this too, I, I imagine, like, we know from the last two years of this generation is a lot of games launch with online problems. Yeah. yeah. And this game is online. So yeah. looking at stuff like Drive Club and looking at stuff like Halo mm-hmm. and like that's this is tough. People are still wrapping their heads this around how like to a, do this. A rock and a hard play situation. If they come out and they launch and it's broken or problematic or buggy, then they're doomed. Especially because this if is a, sort of like rebooting the franchise. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. This is the one, right? Like Rainbow Six rides on the success of Siege. And if you delay it to December after everything, you're potentially dooming the quarter. Yeah. <laughs> like for your uh, investors, like this could be really, really bad for them. Yeah. Well, I will say Ubisoft's never been afraid to move things out of fiscal quarters, or despite just delay things in general. Yeah, despite the, the the fact that their shareholders do don't like that. Yeah, totally. But they've never been afraid to be like, nope, sorry, this is the division. To a different quarter. Yeah, yeah. Watch division. Dogs. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly what I was going to say, but. Yeah, because that's a lot of the tweets I've been getting in reply to this are, why don't they just push it to quarter one of 2016? Which, to be fair, is a busy quarter. 
Oh, yeah. But the December is just, again, historically been a time you don't want to do this. Unless maybe they're thinking, well, we'll get it out in December and hopefully it's pretty polished. But if it's not, then we can kind of fix it over the holidays and then make <clears throat> try to make some sort of new push. Do a second push in, in, in January. The, yeah, in the yeah. new year. But uh, So, yeah, if you've... I've, we've all liked everything we've played so far. Big time. Was our game yeah, yeah. I love it. 2014 E3. Um, the alpha was impressive and obviously like needed work, which yeah. is why they did it so early. Yeah, I played the uh, the the tarot hunt mode at uh, yeah. um, Comic Con. It was Don't super fun. E3. Don't call it that. I played it at E3. Oh, I can't you say Comic Con. No, I played it. <laughs> oh yeah, it was Terrorist E3. Hunt yeah, was yeah, E3. yeah. I really hate the name Tarot Hunt. I thought you hated the word Comic Con, and Please I'm like, what the hell do I call Comic-Con. it, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they apparently don't want to call. They don't. I guess they changed it because they don't want to use the word terrorist. That's what I figured. So, but yeah, uh, tarot. The Terrorism. other, the, the one other point to make about this, kind of like the the real ultimate point we come to, much like with the Halo thing uh, a minute ago about about uh, you know there are there going to be any maps with mm-hmm. Halo? With this, it's it's got to be right. You sort of you started on this, Mitch, but. It's this game's got to be right because I don't want to wait another seven years for Rainbow Seriously. Six. Seriously, yeah. it's yeah. been seven years since it's Vegas. Vegas so something else that I think a lot of people underappreciate is how heavily Ubisoft is riding on esports for Rainbow Six Siege. <clears throat> they have been very aggressive ahead of launch of making it part of major events. Like it was at ESL in Cologne, mm-hmm. they revealed the new spectator features, which are pretty decent. It's the kind of thing you need in a shooter because jumping between first-person characters is incomprehensible. Mm-hmm. Um, so they want this to be a competitive game. They want this to live on forever. They want to add new characters and maps over time. They want it to be the Rainbow Six game that survives for the longest amount of time. And if it comes out and it sucks or is not quite as great as it could be, that is dead in the water. Yep. Competitively, it yeah. just doesn't exist. Great point. Mm-hmm. I still want the when – when we first heard about the plane map – in my oh, yeah, head, yeah. I saw it as a mid-air plane and uh, mid-air flight, and you could like shoot windows, that, like doors out. Oh my god! And like, people blo- just getting like, blown up, and you get you could just suck dudes out if they walked sort of into the space. Big fan. I, please make that as, <laughs> as DLC. Yeah, like the grounded the plane on the runway, uh, just the state not moving plane is cool. It's a good level. It's fine, yeah. But can we do this mid mid flight? Or if, oh my god, if it starts. On the ground, and, and then it's off, like, and off. then all of a sudden, like when you're like actually well, going up the air, like the uh, stuff starts falling. And, well, and then the you know because the whole the point of at least the the main mode they've been showing is you get the hostage and get out, mm-hmm. get the hostage, slap and us, parachute out parachute the plane, like boom. You're if yeah. you can make it to like the exit at whatever the front or back of the yeah. plane and leap out, like yes, that's it, awesome. How great a level would that be? I love that. I'm not a level designer. I don't know how these things work, <laughs> but. Uh, sounds good. I'll instantly tell you the reason that won't work is there'd be nowhere to spawn. Because <laughs> everyone spawns outside. Well, yeah, but you could start... You could spawn outside and everybody... And then you could choose... Do you, like, sky dive oh paraglide God. down onto the great. like the back of the plane, the front of the plane, or the wings? Pretty great. Like, and then on the top, like, top level or, like, down in the cargo. It, I'm, tell, it, I'm telling you it could work, Mitch. I would love it. I see it. I see it. I'm I'm not a designer, but just I make a video game out of that Bane scene in The Dark Knight Rises. Boom. That was my Bane impression. The fire rises. <laughs> not great. We don't know. I've come to get the hot. What? 
What are you, Our problem for the hostage. That, well, that what was, do you want? <laughs> just take the mask off and tell me what you're looking for. We might even have someone back here that can that yeah. you can just take. You're, you're yeah. a walking drive-through window. Stop. <laughs> All right. A couple more stories this week. I, this uh, came out of nowhere for me, but I love it. This is, I think, more really cool game design. Mods, though not in the traditional, complete, like, user-created restructuring mm-hmm. of a game sense, but they're calling them mods because, I guess, you know, that's a car term as well. Mods will be in Forza Motorsport 6, kind of, and but they behave basically like Halo's skulls, where they modify gameplay. Got it. There are three of them. Uh, dare mods, crew mods, and boost mods. Dare mods mean you have to drive under specific requirements in order to hit a target. For example, you might have a power decrease or you might be forced into using manual transmission with clutch. So you'll get credit if you complete it. Mm-hmm. Is uh, there double dares? I hope so. Double dare, you kiss Nickelodeon double cheek. dare, you yeah. gotta you gotta go through the obstacle course. Mark Summers announcer pack. That's right. God, the obstacle course. <laughs> Crew mods are beneficial to the player and can help you in difficult races. Adding a chassis expert gives you more weight and grip while a braking engineer improves your brakes and power. Finally, boost mods give you an advantage by improving your credit payout at the end of a race. You might get a bonus for every perfect draft or a simple credit boost for the entire event. I, I think these are great ideas. Yeah. They'll go a long way toward adding a nice uh, bit of longevity to the game. Yeah. I agree. Are they free? Ooh. Yeah, they're just built into the game. Okay. It's not like you buy a box of mods and you get the beneficial one and you you, you got a new challenge. No, well, I guess suppose it remains to be seen whether or not you can pay to win with right. them. Right, that's my thing. It's like, this, that would be this smells like in-app purchases. Yeah, I mean, I assumed me. it was just in the game. But, yeah, I guess we'll have to wait and see. That'd be kind of a bummer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for Again, we've talked about it a number of times. Forza Motorsport 6 is just over 30 days away. Nobody's talking about it because it's just... We know it's gonna. It's yeah. almost certainly gonna be really, really yeah, yeah. freaking good. Microsoft isn't even talking about it. They're just like, yeah, it's, it's the gone. opposite of the squeaky wheel gets the grease. It's like, no, that wheel's gonna roll just fine. <laughs> cars. Nailed it, Marty. Wheels. Boom. God, you're good at this. Thanks, man. How'd just, you get so good at take cars? This now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, finally, the August system update for Xbox One adds a few little things. Most notably, though, if you're using the streaming functionality to stream your games from Xbox One to PC for. Whatever reason, uh, kids are on the TV or what have you. Got, got your Surface. Yep. The August system update will allow you to now stream full 1080p 60 frames mm-hmm. to it rather than 1080p 30. So perf- just in time for Forza, you'll be able to yeah. get a totally exact duplicate uh, Forza Motorsport 6 experience. Yeah. Excellent. This on is something your that... stream device, which is really cool. That's great. Yeah, this yeah. is super cool. I don't use it currently because I just... My yeah. life setup doesn't yeah, me too. include this, but I imagine, yeah, like you said, if you have family, if you're in a dorm, anything like that, seems cool. Yeah, actually, dorm room could be a... Yeah, I can I really imagine if I would use this, like... Bro, stop watching football! I want to play yeah. Halo! <laughs> like, stream it, bro. Yeah, a lot of bros. Broing it out. Uh, you know who doesn't say bro, though? College Steve Duke. Gainer. <laughs> College Duke. <laughs> Steve Gator. My hero. Pardon me, my friends. <laughs> Might I use the television for a short while? I'd like to stream the latest indie <laughs> puzzle platformer with a twist. <laughs> I heard The Witness just came out. I want to play Gone Home again. <laughs> I love that game. Do you know they of just any released Journey on PlayStation Socially 4. conscious dating sims. <laughs> <laughs> like the one where you make love to a pigeon. <laughs> Have you guys played Had a Full Boyfriend yet? <laughs> 
The best thing about all this is... It's groovy. I don't don't even associate John St. John with Duke anymore because he's like four Dota heroes. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, well, he's always Duke to me. Oh, man. He's so great in Dota. You'd love him. (laughs) Have you heard that there's... I, I think it's still floating around on the internet. There's a... There's an outtakes reel from him oh, from yeah, Duke yeah. 3D where he's like, he's doing Picard, and he's doing because <laughs> you know, so it's good. 1996, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. It's you should Google that. Just Google like John Saint John. I believe he spells it J O N. I think if, you're right. If I remember correctly, at Saint J. Oh, it's J O N Saint J O N. Yeah. I don't. Maybe a stage name. Not sure. Could be. But uh, if you just Google, yeah, John Saint John Duke Nukem outtakes. I'll better you'll find it and you'll have a good laugh. All right, Mitch. Yes, sir. What can we spend our hard-earned money on, or should we be saving it in anticipation of the coming onslaught of video games? Uh, Well, however you do it, you're going to go bankrupt, so you do what makes you happy. Uh, I like that attitude. (laughs) Summer Spotlight is going on. Gianna's Sisters Dream Runners is $10. Uh, You say it's kind of a party game, so it's not a re-release of the Gianna Sisters I think it is, but but it's like a four-player you can play with or against. It seems kind of party-ish to me. Uh, Zombie, the Zombie U Wii U game, has been re-released on... Xbox One for twenty yeah, bucks. Brian Albert's playing it now. I yeah, why now? It's really <laughs> why, yeah, now? why two years later? Uh, it had to be a contract thing. Had to be a license. Yeah, yeah, yeah exclusivity right. clause. You're, yeah, right. the game had some really cool ideas. Yeah, like, it did. this would have Zombie U would have been a great game. But yeah. well, it would have been a great sequel. But what like if, if they, wasn't yeah. wasn't the coolest idea the gamepad the Wii gamepad stuff? Yeah, well, it was kind of the thing that the gamepad engendered. I think like when you use the gamepad, you are. At risk, like I think the gamepad. Well, used the to game never pauses. Backpacks. It's like Dark Souls. The game yeah. never pauses, and right. so you're managing your inventory, and you have to continually be looking up at the screen and then down at the gamepad to be like, oh well, I don't want a zombie to eat me while I'm dodging gotcha. through my sack. Uh, but now they just sort of throw an overlay up in the middle of the screen. I was watching him. I was watching That's Brian Albert captured. I'm like, that doesn't. Now it's just like in, you can't see what's around you, and they removed the multiplayer, which is actually cool. It was oh, just really? asynchronous. Like uh, one player was like a dungeon master, like oh, laying, wow. laying traps and nice. zombies. Uh, but that's gone. Guess that's why this oh. is twenty dollars, not sixty. Yeah, I mean, it's not. I don't. know. It's one of those. I don't know why it's here. I mean, we gave it like a six. It was Greg reviewed it. I yeah, yeah. We gave it like a six something. Yeah, yeah. But it was like it was one of those games like for me and Rise like. I think that game is a six for sure, but it's the most like but you enthusiastic love six I yeah. never yeah. give. Yeah. Like, six, yes, yeah. so 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 okay. I, to- I like I, it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's rise for me. I, yeah, I, yeah. I totally feel so you. Okay, it's um, okay. It's okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's a cool game. I wouldn't prioritize it over necessarily anything else coming out this year mm-hmm. uh, or the next seven days. Pardon me, gentlemen. Might I use the television? I'd like to try out Zombie. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, no, College Duke's going to love this next game. <laughs> no, College Duke's going to love The Bridge, yep. which is 10 bucks. Uh, it's a weird, like, puzzly, sort of platformery thing. Uh, it's got, it looks really it's interesting. Like black and white, MC like Escher. Painting. Yep. Yeah. It's cool stuff. It's been I on PC for a while. Um, it's cool. Small puzzle game. Try it out. 10 bucks. Yeah. Uh, Commander Cherry's Puzzled Journey that is sounds, a game I'm probably never going to play. Sounds real sexy. It's a Kinect <laughs> controller hybrid game for 10 bucks. Nope, not going to do that. Don't know what that is. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, Tales from the Borderlands Episode 4. Escape Plan Bravo. Escape Plan Bravo. I need to play it. Yeah. Uh, did, did, uh, from your the synopsis of re- your review, it sounded like it does not escape the Telltale a, Episode 4 curse. Nope. It's classic Episode 4. Classic uh, Episode 4. <laughs> yeah, we have uh, possibly... No, I think tomorrow. So on Soon. Thursday, a... Uh, Spoiler casty thing that uh, Mitch, myself, and Esmeralda were on. Uh, where we talk about all the decisions and sort of the big story beats and how our games differed. Um, but yeah, it's funny. Episode four is still funny. Super funny. It's got some some pretty uh, huge character moments, but it just doesn't go, go anywhere. anywhere. Yeah, really doesn't go anywhere. And do we set up for the finale? Yes. Here? I mean, Barely, I mean, it should have we are, more. But yeah, we are. 
it took one step past where the end of three was. Yeah, episode Bummer. three yeah. basically set the stage for the finale. Episode four is yeah. filler. Well, I guess I'm going to play it anyway. Yeah, yeah oh, of course. <laughs> yeah, play it. Anyway. And it's still yeah. like totally. Yeah, no, and it's one of those playable. things. I felt that way about episode four of Walking Dead and of Wolf Among Us, and then episode five came out, and I'm like, oh my god, this is the best. Yeah, yeah, so, finales yeah. were incredible. Yeah, we'll see. The see, they're they're it's designed. They're lowering the bar on purpose so that epi- the fun the finale seems better. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. It seems. I don't. I don't. I don't know. Anything else, Mitch? Nothing else, uh, but in the marketplace, uh, the games with gold for August, Metal Gear Solid Five Ground Zeroes is available until... Nope, it's over. That's it. Oh, no, wait. That's all month. Xbox One yeah, stuff yeah. is all month. That's yes. right. Okay, so Ground Zeroes and How to Survive Storm Warning Edition are free all month, which is great because you can play Ground Zeroes in anticipation of Phantom Pain, which releases in like 13 days. September 1st. Yeah, September yeah. 1st. Real, real soon. Oh, man. Uh, Alongside and Met- Mad Max. Yeah. Uh, Metro 2033 is expired on Games of Gold for 360, but Metro Last Light is available until the 31st. Love it. That's all you I got. It, uh, That's cool. all I got for you. All right, we'll be right back. Do a little trivia. <laughs> Unlock block. Can you take on the challenge? Yeah! <laughs> all right. <laughs> trivia time. This guy right here in the center oh of the table, the Dookie. Oh, is Dookie. Side. Our question comes to us this week from Keenan Green. His gamer tag is spare keyboard eighty one, all one word. Mm-hmm. Well, good to know that if you smash your keyboard, Keenan's got a spare for you. Only eighty one of them, though. Thanks, Keenan. <laughs> all right, uh, let me update the scoring. Mitch leads by one point, thirteen to twelve over Destin. Marty Ooh. still in striking distance with ten. <laughs> you got to go on a little bit of a run here, my friend. I, know. Well, I, be, I end up traveling. I'm going to PAX. Wah. I'm going. I'm going to be gone. I'm going to be gone. Wah. I'm going to be gone. <laughs> You're making penguin noises now. I will miss two episodes. I'm going to miss three episodes. Ooh, that's good for me. Oh, it's bad for <laughs> us though. Destin will be here. You can live. You can live Skype me in for questions. I like it. We'll be. Yeah. I'll Skype in. It'll be two in the morning in Japan. That'll go well. I'll drunkenly give you my answer. <laughs> So the Unlock Block <laughs> trivia where you can win an Xbox game or code or download or something, some sort, mm-hmm. uh, just by having your question chosen, by making a good question, not too easy, not too hard, not something we've done on the show before. Goldilocks. Just yeah. right. I don't know what porridge. that means. Yeah. Porridge. Okay. I wasn't sure where you were going with oh. that. I'm with you now, though. I just got it. No, I'm with you. I'm, I'm hanging. I'm hanging in there. I'm not with either of you right now. <laughs> Very confused. <laughs> so you, uh, all you got to do to win is send your trivia question along with four multiple choice answers. Note the correct one. Send it where, Mitch? Unlocked.ign.com. And our question for this week, which of the following programs, side note, remember when they were called programs and not apps? Software. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which of the following apps. programs was Phil Spencer the lead on? Ooh. It's a project called A Longhorn. B, Microsoft News, C, Encarta, or D, Arrow. You may remember some of or all, some or all of those. Mm, I'm taking a I actually know this, the and the reason I'll give you the hint is uh, I found this out while researching for Unlock 201 mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. Phil Spencer, Peter Moore, and Seamus Blackley, and I learned this about Phil Spencer. So the old fun I'm, fact. I'm guessing Keenan listened to Podcast Unlock 201 with those three yeah. gentlemen. Smart man. Yeah, he is. I did not. Keenan. Because I'm a bad friend and did not support Ryan's endeavors. Wow. So I need to take a stab in the dark on this one. Okay. You wrote down your answer? So you're writing? We've written. I got mine. I got mine. Written? Okay. So I'll go to Mitch first because I know, Marty, you seemed confident earlier. I am. I'm cocky. I'm I'm taking a stab in the dark. I know what Encarta is, but I don't don't think that's Phil's jam. Knowledge. (laughs) 
I guess. No offense, Phil. I don't know. I don't know why that would not be his back. Uh, I'm saying Arrow because that sounds loosely familiar, and I don't know why. So okay. I'm sticking with Arrow. You think it's familiar because it's actually a spell from Final Fantasy. That is not a thing that Phil Spencer worked on. Arrow's also a delicious chocolate candy. It bar. is. Uh, you're wrong. The answer is Encarta. And oh. it is. It is Encarta. Marty inching. We, we, this is getting interesting now. We have Marty at 11, Destin at 12, and Mitch at 13. Phil's smarty pants Spencer, they call him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Encarta was like a weird maps it's thing. Maps, but it was also like an encyclopedia. Yeah. yeah. Like it had, I just remember because it, it had a trivia thing. It was just like an encyclopedia and an atlas mashed together. Yeah. yeah. It was, so, it was Wikipedia before uh, Wikipedia. Yeah. Longhorn, by the way, if I remember right, that's don't a code that. name for one of the window for one version of Windows that I don't remember which one. I don't remember that Microsoft at all. Longhorn. I, I don't think remember Arrow. Was a code name. Arrow. I, I definitely Arrow was a thing. I don't know what it was. Anyway, this is still up. a great question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Keenan, absolutely. good job again. His gamer tag. If you want to make cool friends on Xbox Live, spare keyboard eighty one. Mm-hmm. All one word, and we'll play again next week. Please send in your questions. And if you have any extra codes for things, yeah. there's so many Xbox One bundles. Yeah. If yeah. you're buying one and you don't need the code, please send it to us. We'll, we'd love to use it for a prize to yeah. share with your fellow unlocked listeners. Totally. Oh, man. Yes? Arrow. Windows Arrow is a premium visual experience of Windows Vista. Strike one. <laughs> translucent visual design. Uh, sorry, oh. translucent glass design with subtle window animations and window colors. So it was like the stupid pop-ups you'd get, like the desktop pop-ups and that I, right rail clock. Now that you describe thing. it, I remember. I had forgotten that a long time ago. Do you guys want to go back to my dorm room and yeah. smoke a hookah and look oh, okay. at Windows Arrow? So, so good stuff hey guys, from Arrow. I just got Windows Arrow. You want to take a look? <laughs> Arrow did have some good stuff. So it has no. uh, Flip 3D, which is like when you Alt-Tab, it just it pulls all of your oh, windows yeah. out, and you can shuffle mm. between them like cards. Right. Mm-hmm. That was Arrow. Uh, when you hover over a taskbar, it displays the preview of the window. That was smart. Yeah. Um, it was, on, alt- an I- it was alt- on an island for five years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Great. <laughs> uh, when you Alt-Tab, it was the sequential order of windows that you had open. Yeah. Yep. So some decent stuff from Windows Arrow. Can you look up... Microsoft Longhorn real quick and yeah. just see if I'm correct, if I'm remembering correctly about, about that just being a, a Windows just code a, name. A digital cow with some big horns. <laughs> I think it was like, <laughs> isn't a Longhorn a goat? No, a Longhorn is not a goat. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, the first headline is Microsoft's bomber on Longhorn and other regrets. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Uh... Longhorn, still the most exciting Windows UI update to date. It's only like media stuff. I don't see anything from Microsoft. Oh, it's another oh, Vista codenamed Longhorn. Okay, okay. Oh. I was right. Woohoo! Memory still sort of works. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's plug some stuff and then yeah, get man. out of here. Marty, I'm going to go to you first, plug, my friend. Plug, plug, plug. Uh, plug. I am on uh, Twitter at McBiggity, two G's and two T's. Um, we've been doing a lot of Metal Gear features in. Uh, prep for the launch of Phantom Pain, we ranked Kojima's Metal Gear games. Spoilers, Snake Eater was number one. Uh, we did the 41 weirdest moments in the series, uh, and now we're just putting Just 41, together. huh? There, we could have just, we totally <laughs> could have kept somewhere. Um, and then uh, we are putting together the best bosses. We had a big meeting yesterday. We got very heated. Man, that's a good mm-hmm. list. I cut Mitch. Yeah, those, I, that series has some good You cut him? I did not cut him. A little bit. I cut him, I cut him a little bit. Um, yeah, check those out. Is that why he's wearing the jacket? He's hiding like a hiding giant, a giant <laughs> yeah. over his chest. Uh, Mitch Dyer. Hey, I, on? What I, we be I don't think out? I've got like a big project in the works right now, aside from the thing I'm working on with Marty. Um, TGS coming up, PAX coming up. We're going to be doing lots of coverage for that, so keep an eye out. Yeah, we're going to be... We, uh, 
a lot of us are going to be at PAX. Uh, Mitch, myself, Andrew, uh, Naomi's going to be there, Damon, Altano, Max. On that note, we're still trying to find out whether or not Inside is going to be there. We saw a yeah. thing from Microsoft that said it was, yeah. and then now it disappeared. So we're working on clarification for that because it's a public event. Yes. I, you should go anyway. If you're in either going to PAX or you just live in the Seattle area, yeah. Microsoft's opening the campus doors, and you can come play a whole ton of ID at mm-hmm. Xbox games. Really cool stuff. Including Cuphead, by the way. Yep. Game is so good. So go yeah. play Cuphead. Go. And like, yeah, Inside was on the list originally and then got removed. And now we're trying to figure out what that means. But yeah, yeah we'll have a lot of coverage of uh, Microsoft stuff. Bless you. From PAX, along with meet and greets and panels and stuff. Uh, we'll have Thank an article you. next week about everything we're doing. Cool. Brilliant. At PAX. You can find me on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan. Uh, started up a Tesla podcast for fun because mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. talk about that stuff a lot to much to the chagrin of my friends and family members. <laughs> it's called Ride the Lightning. If you just search Tesla on iTunes, you can find it, or it's teslapodcast.libsyn, L-I-B-S-Y-N.com. Uh, IGN-wise, we're still rolling on our scale bound, yep. IGN first. Yeah. we got more cool stuff uh, for the rest of the month, for the rest mm-hmm. of August, so please keep tuning back. It's usually... Monday, Wednesday, Friday is our traditional pattern with those. I can't promise we'll necessarily always stick to it if we need a little more time on a mm-hmm. feature or what have you, but generally uh, Monday, it's Wednesday, like college. Friday. You got class Monday, Wednesday, Friday, yeah. but sometimes you just don't go. That's true. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Except for me. I have oh, perfect attendance, right? <laughs> Except for me. I would never skip class. <laughs> what is this voice? <laughs> hey, professor, are you going to issue any trigger warnings before you talk about... Certain Jesus things. Christ. <laughs> I don't understand any of that. <laughs> Duke. Uh, Duke. I love politically correct Duke. <laughs> I'm a fan of him. Oh, well, now we have to get John St. John on the show to actually like do the show as young Duke. <laughs> we might have to get Randy Pitchford's permission. <laughs> Does he own John St. John? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's true. He doesn't own Young Duke, well, does he? Actually, or does he? I don't uh, know. I... Richard Barrett currently owns... He won John St. John in a magic off. <laughs> <laughs> you can actually trade human lives in the wizarding world. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Time to go. Uh, yeah. Subscribe to IGN Prime if you would. We get to keep working here. You get an ad-free experience Boom. on IGN.com. I went to, Pretty fair deal. I went to Jose's computer the other day because he's teaching me some Super Mario Maker or stuff. Yeah. And, uh, or Mario Maker? Yeah, Super Mario Maker. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that game's awesome, by the way. Definitely oh, check out Mario Maker. Yeah. yeah. Ton of fun. Uh, and he's like, oh, I need to show you this trailer and this video I did with Altano on Mario Maker. And he opens it up and he had an ad in front of this video and I was just horrified. <laughs> I was like, why don't you have Prime? I see you're logged in. Just Please get Prime, Jose. You save yourself some time. <laughs> Never watch an ad on a, on a video again. So go to IGN.com slash Prime, and it's 30 bucks for one year. Mm-hmm. Pretty good deal, okay. if we do say so ourselves. Most of you get the show on iTunes. Just search Podcast Unlocked, and you'll find us on there. Uh, I think that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. This has been episode 208. I want to thank Mitch Dyer, Marty Sleva. As always. You guys are awesome. Always good to do shows with you. Of course. And most of all, thank everybody for listening. We'll be back this time next week. Bye. Bye.